The new year is here, which means it's time to start new habits and make those yearly resolutions. Mine this year was to get healthier and improve my quality of life, which is why I want to talk to you guys about Noom. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all and don't take into account each person's individual needs which in turn doesn't really set you up for success. Those workout plans you pull from the internet don't think about your individual dietary restrictions, medical issues, or other personal needs. Noom does all of that before building a tailor-made plan that works for you and your lifestyle. It doesn't try to restrict what you eat and never shames you for wanting to treat yourself. And unlike before, I feel the motivation I need to succeed and none of the frustration that came with other plans. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy wherever books are sold. Today's podcast is brought to you by Newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers nearly a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the found the we have a weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. There are some very special people who make it their life's work to help others. The fight for the underdog and the ones who need it the most. And unfortunately, these people aren't always the most popular, especially amongst those they are opposing. On September 7th, 2004, one of Indonesia's most famous human rights activists was killed while on a flight to Amsterdam. And an intense investigation turned up a group who more than wanted this man dead. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Munir Said Thalib, born December 8, 1965, was considered one of Indonesia's most famous human rights activists. He started out studying law in East Java and, by 1989, was a legal aid officer in the capital. He began from there building the reputation for fighting for what he believed was right. He accused the Indonesian military of human rights violations and accused them of running a criminal network involved in illegal tree logging and drug smuggling. He founded the Commission for Missing Persons and Victims of Violence, also known as CONTRAS, and was the executive director of Indonesia Human Rights Monitor. He was an activist, founder, and award winner. He fought against corruption and, with that, came its fair share of intimidation and threats. In 2003, a bomb exploded outside of his home in Jakarta, and in 2002 and 2003, Mobs ransacked the offices where he worked. 
but he took it all in stride. This was normal for someone tackling the issues he was, and it wasn't going to stop him from fighting. On September 7, 2004, Munir boarded a Jaruda Indonesia airline that was supposed to take him from Jakarta to Amsterdam in order to pursue his master's in international law, in international law and human rights at Utrecht University. While stopping in Singapore, a Jaruda pilot named Polycarpus Prianto left the flight and headed back to Indonesia. It was some time after that that Munir began suffering from acute diarrhea and bouts of vomiting. As the flight grew closer to Amsterdam, the flight crew grew worried and a doctor on board tried to tend to the ailing man. Unfortunately, just two hours before the plane landed, Munir Saeed Thalip perished. When an autopsy was performed, it was determined that Munir had three times the fatal dose of arsenic in his system and that he had been poisoned sometime just before departing Singapore. After the autopsy was released, there were three suspects in the murder. Polycarpus Prianto, the man who conveniently left the flight just before Munir grew ill and gave up his business class seat to him just before the flight began, and two flight attendants. Quickly, that was all dwindled down to just Polycarpus. But there was more to his guilt than originally suspected. It was believed that he placed the arsenic in Munir's orange juice upon the order of Jaruda's chief executive at the time, a man named Indra Sidiwan. The Indonesian president proclaimed that he would make sure that those responsible for Munir's murder would be brought to justice, and an independent investigation of the crime began. However, as support and resources dwindled and conspiracy grew, the case became more difficult to close. Senior officials refused to comply, people kept their mouths shut, and findings were never released. In December of 2005, Polycarpus was found guilty of murder and sentenced to just 14 years in prison. In October of 2007, Indra Satiawan and his deputy faced a trial for providing Polycarpus with the fake documents he needed to board Munir's fight. They would face a possible death penalty if convicted. They were both found guilty and imprisoned, but both appealed. That was the same year that a Jakarta court found that Garuda was negligent because when the pilot was informed of Munir's illness, he should have performed an emergency landing. They were ordered to pay an undisclosed settlement to Munir's widow. They failed to do so. In November of 2014, Polycarpus was released from prison. Now, while it seems like all of those responsible for the murder were held accountable in one way or another, there was credible allegations that some in high levels of government were equally responsible and not being tried. Like officials in the top-level Indonesian State Intelligence Agency, or BIN, and the chief of police, who knew about their involvement and said nothing. A BIN deputy chairman was tried and acquitted for the murder in a trial that has been internationally condemned as a sham. They claimed that he ordered the killing out of anger over Munir's criticism of his leadership, and had, prior to the murder, made at least 26 calls back and forth with the chief of police over a confidential line, and that there were meetings where the assassination was planned. The problem is, with their position, it is unlikely that they will ever answer for their crime. Munir Saeed Thalib was posthumously awarded the Train Foundation's Civil Courage Prize, which recognizes extraordinary heroes of conscience, and in 2013, had a museum opened in his honor. His wife, Susawati, a labor rights activist, and children 
worked to investigate his assassination and try to keep his case, as well as his work, at the center of the Indonesian politics. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on September 8th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.